This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Hold on, stop. Welcome back to the Shit Show 2.0. Okay, Boomer. Damn millennials. Wow. <laughs> Did not know that. Even flirters who who are obviously mentally ill. You want to be my wife? Oh, this is gonna go downhill real quick. <laughs> What is going on? And welcome to Take on the World. Yours truly, Johnny. And? And Nathan Blaze. And me, Mike D. Uh, we are here once again. Uh, we just wrapped up a great episode. Yeah, that was fun. That uh, you probably, hopefully, heard last week. Yeah, hopefully. On artificial intelligence. And this week we have something much different. Going back to a little history. Uh, but before we do that, we have to talk about... Deluxe Edition Network. We are a proud part of the Deluxe Edition Network. There's something on the network for everybody's podcasting tastes, sports, movies, music, history, and yours truly. Take on the world. Uh, go to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Check them all out. And while you're there, check out the Spotlight Podcast. And this being the month of November... It's No Shave November, the month of the beard. Oh, yes. It's the Spotlight Podcast is Beard Laws. Can you trim? No. Well, you can. You can trim. You can't shave. Okay. <clears throat> um, beard Laws does everything. And the other one is, drum roll, take on the world. We are. Whoa. So uh, <sighs> where's the. <laughs> so uh when i put the commercials up for this one i will not be putting our commercials I'm picking another podcast to uh, promote them because we're promoting ourselves for the next 45 minutes to an hour okay oh, look at you um so that's that um what's going on johnny oh well, i just got my new um soap from copper johns oh yeah the Ooh. oasis oh it's what is it basil and lime lime that oh, i love really that one yeah it smells really good and then i got the uh what the what? it was something oh, mud louisiana mud yeah, yeah louisiana mm -hmm. mud i took a whiff of that before i came down it is it's still so in your nostrils good. Yeah, yeah it's good it's like a cherry bomb yes <clears throat> so uh copper johns is a sponsor the show uh we do buy all our products from them so uh we use our own discount code which will be right here for you to use as well there will be a link below love them it's a direct link so you just click that link the auto the discount codes automatically uh put in there check them out if uh i get uh beard butter i get uh yeah i have beard a beard bomb. butter it's um um I can't I can't remember the name of it. Um but you know, I don't really grow that great of a beard, not like you two gentlemen. Yes. Um <clears throat> I, I, look, but, I, I'm going to say this dude, he's got an impressive beard for his age. Yeah. I know and I'm I'm still learning to take proper care of it, finding where I like it. 
like I can always tell you got to watch because you you work in in the food industry, so yeah. they make you trim it. Yeah. I can always tell when you when you have your copper johns on because it still smells. Uh, not like you doused yourself cologne, like too overpowering, but when he freezes right on by you, you get a little whiff. Well, mm. the one I'm using right now was the October uh, Spotlight Scent or whatever. Uh, it was Crystal Lake. Yeah, so, that's it. Uh, Jason reference. Uh, I actually love it. I wish it was a every month thing because I would use that all the time. Yeah. Mm. Um, like I said, I, I'll use mine when these little squirrely hairs get out of control and they look, <laughs> they look terrible. So I'll paste them back down on my face and makes me smell good. I just like that. My, my beard doesn't itch when I use it. So. Yeah. Yes. So check out copper Johns. That was not the official commercial, but there it is. Discount code. Ooh. Uh, so today, uh, John threw me a topic. And when he first threw me, I'm like, who the hell is this guy? And I should have known this because I did know this. I just didn't remember the dude's name. And you want to tell us who it is? I think I'm saying this right. Crispus Attux? Attux. 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 Um, now, the research said he was of African and Native American descent. Uh, and is often considered the first martyr of the Revolutionary War. The American Revolutionary War. Right. Yes. Well, that's the only one that counts. <laughs> well, we don't want to throw him misinformation here. <laughs> oh, there's plenty of misinformation coming. No no worries. <laughs> I think we started when we butchered his, the guy's name. Um, yeah. So, without getting too much into it. Should I tell him how I... Yeah, yeah. Tell, tell me how you came across. <clears throat> well, as I'm often doing, watching YouTube shorts, <clears throat> I was watching this. Uh, I don't know. He, he the guy's like bulletproof, and or he's indestructible, I guess. So it was Luke Cage. Luke Cage, which you remembered. Yeah. I didn't. It was just uh, a short of this guy. It shows him in uh, a restaurant, and these thugs are in there giving the owners a hard time, trying to um, extort them. <clears throat> He goes in there, breaks up the fight. They try and beat him up. The one guy punches him in the face, breaks his arm. He throws a dude through the window, and he basically chases the thugs out and saves the restaurant owners and says he'll protect them. Okay. And then the next short I saw was this again. I was like, oh, I kind of like that. That was good. So it was the main character, um, Nick. Luke Cage. Luke Cage. And he's standing in front of a museum, I think it was. And this guy comes up behind him and he's holding a gun to the back of his head. He's trying to rob him. And he says something to the effect of, I can't believe you're going to rob one of your own brothers in front of a museum that's dedicated to this Christmas addicts who was such and such and such. And how disrespectful you young kids, you don't know history and you don't know anything. And he turns around and the, the kid like shoots him and the bullet like bounces off of him and the kid gets scared and runs away. <laughs> and uh, so I was like, oh, who's this guy? I'm like, I want to know more about him. I'd never heard the name. Um, so here we are. So Johnny shot me the name <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, who the hell is that? And the minute I did the first second of research, I'm like, oh, yes. Okay. Um, so they don't know when his exact birth date was. Uh, 
they think it was somewhere around 1723. And he was born in Farmingham, Massachusetts. Framing. Yeah, Framingham. Framingham? Fram- Framingham. Farmingham. Framingham. Framingham and Muchassets. Yeah, Muchassets. I'm not even, even going to try. I don't want to humiliate myself. I'll let you two have all the fun with that one. Massachusetts. So the historians don't know, or, or they, they argue whether he was a free person or a runaway slave. So, so yeah, he would have been up north, which... Well, they still had slaves up there then. Yeah, I don't, that's... So, Framingham, Massachusetts town history is written in 1847 to 1887. Described him as a slave of Deacon William Brown, but is unclear as to whether he was his original owner. This feels very familiar. Um... In 1750, Brown advertised for the return of a runaway slave named Crispus. Crispus. Wait a minute. Did, is this what that movie was based on? No. That 12, years, sl- 12 years is late? Yeah. No. Okay. Because that almost is the same punchline, punch but um, storyline. Well, he's a free man, and it, this guy claims it, that, you know. I own you. You have to come back with me. And it was his struggle. It was like, no, you don't own me. I'm free. I'm not coming back with you. Well, 12 years a slave, he was a northerner who went down south to visit and was basically enslaved while he was there. What? Like they just said, you're a slave now. So not at all what I just said? No. What the fuck? What? Uh, there was some movie. Okay. I don't want to get off track here, but this morning I heard that in a movie. So you got to move your phone. It's making staticies. Is that what's that doing that? Yeah. Uh, advertised for return of slave uh, named Crispus, uh, describing a tooks and his clothing and where he was last seen with a reward of 10 pounds for whoever found and returned him. Um, so besides being that, like that, that's disputed, whether he was a slave or a free man, nobody knows for sure nobody knows if the the dude who was the mar- first martyr of the american revolution was the same crispus or not um but a tooks worked as a sailor and a stevedore you know a stevedore is nathan i i should it's a dock worker <laughs> i didn't what know. i said what I, I said i didn't know i had to look it up <clears throat> uh he spent much of his uh, he was actually worked on whaling ships too. Uh, uh, so a, that had to have been a rough life. Yeah, yeah, because uh, uh, whaling was still allowed up there then. Yeah, they uh, used the whale fat for a lot of stuff. Yep. Lubricants, lighting. Uh, got a bruise. A little bit of whale Zero. fat. W.J. Watkins whale fat. <laughs> beer bomb (laughs) so in in pop culture history and pop culture he's described as an african-american however uh two major sources of witnesses testimony in the massacre in 1770 did not refer to him as black or negro but they referred to him as mulatto and indian now back then mulatto did not mean it, it referred to uh it's like an Italian, someone who was Indian, American, native, native, a full blood <clears throat> Native American. 
it didn't really describe a skin tone or an eth- uh, it described a skin tone rather than an eth- an ethnicity and you know what i mean so so they said he was american indian and american indian essentially well, it refer that re, the, the term refers to a full-blooded Native American. Oh, okay. But pop culture describes him as a Negro. Um, I don't know. Let's see. Uh, in Potter's American Monthly, which was a, a journal or paper or magazine back then, the interchangeably the, the term was used interchangeably uh, in by Cork. The oh, Jesus court system, the court transcripts. <laughs> so they, they they put the transcript in a paper. It said, "Question: Do you did you see a mulatto among the persons who was surrounding the soldiers?" Answer: I did not observe. Question: Did they seem to be sailors or townsmen? Answer: They were dressed in habits of sailors. Question: Did you know the Indian who was killed? Answer: No. Question, did you see any of them press on the soldiers with a corkwood stick? A cordwood stick. Answer, no. Now, cordwood stick is just a cut piece of wood. Okay. That you would throw in a fire. All right. Uh, So, during the the, the trial, he was not referred to as African-American or Negro. Hmm. But pop culture puts him forth that way. Maybe he was half and half. I, I don't know. But that was just what I found in the research. So on March 5th, 1770, he became a central figure in the Boston Massacre. When when tensions between the British soldiers and American colonists escalated, he was one of the first people killed in the incident. Oh. So there were several shot during this, this, uh, the Boston Massacre. Uh, I think six died. Uh, I don't remember. My American history teacher. I have it crying. I have it down someplace. (laughs) But he was the first one to die. Someone else was taken to the hospital and died afterwards. But he was the first one to be known as the first death. Uh, His death, along with the death of the other other others, four other four colonists, played a significant role in galvanizing anti-British sentiment and further fueling the revolutionary spirit in American colonies. Man, ah, those redcoats. So he was used as, his his death was used as a, a symbol for early resistance against the British. Uh, you don't ever hear this guy. No, I I, I did, <clears throat> once I looked at what we were, we were looking at, I did know who he was. But I didn't know him by name, and that's a shame. I wager to say the, it's probably about ninety percent of people wouldn't know this guy's name. Probably, probably not. I I only recognize the name, so it probably was mentioned in one of my textbooks in high school or middle school, like once. But like, I still didn't really know him. I just recognized the name. Yeah. <clears throat> he is celebrated as a heroic figure in American history, particularly within the context of the fight for freedom and independence. <laughs> So I figured we'd talk uh, about some of the events leading up to the Boston Massacre. Uh, in 1768, the colonist unrest grew as the British sent more troops uh, because there was tensions. 
Uh, they've been simmering between the colonists and the British soldiers in Boston for years due to various factors, including the enforcement of the Townshed Act, which imposed taxes on imports, which everybody says that's that's why there was the Boston Tea Party and that's why we started the revolution because of taxation without representation. Uh, the tea tax was one of the taxes that they... They pushed them too far. Yep. Tax my tea? That's too far now. <laughs> the, the, the increased presence in Brit British troops in Boston was a source of constant friction. Like, there was uh, skirmishes and, and, like, bad blood everywhere. Yeah. Um, the... Soldiers were stationed in the city to maintain order, supposedly, but it was really to put uh, the colonists under the thumb and say, hey, know your place. Uh, so the radical, what was called the radical Whig Party, had coordinated uh, waterfront mobs against the authorities. Uh, the presence of troops, instead of reducing tensions, further served to inflame them, which send more troops, we get more pissed off. And it well, makes sense. The rest is history. So the direct events on March 5th, 1770, which was the Boston Massacre, after dusk, March 5th, 1770, a wig maker's apprentice mis mistakenly accused a British officer of not paying a bill. The officer ignored his insults, but the sentry, but a sentry intervened after the boy began to physically assault the officer. Hmm. So I wonder what they mean by intervened. <clears throat> probably shot him. He probably hit him with the butt of his gun. <laughs> Most likely, I would assume. Uh, both townspeople and nine soldiers of the 29th Regiment of Foot gathered. Uh, colonists threw snowballs and debris at the soldiers. Oh, snowballs, I'm defeated. Run away, run away. Run away now, run away now. <laughs> On the evening of March 5th, a group of Boston colonists, including a Tooks, confronted a British sentry, a private, outside the customs house. Uh, an angry crowd of colonists gathered, and the situation escalated as more British soldiers arrived to support the sentry. The crowd was taunting the soldiers, throwing snowballs, chunks of ice, and other objects. In the chaos, the soldiers under Captain Thomas Preston began to feel threatened and ultimately opened fire on the crowd. Crispus Atooks, a colonist of African and Native American heritage, which is disputed, uh, was one of the first to be shot and killed. In total, five colonists, including Atooks, were killed and several were wounded. Atooks took two ricocheted bullets to the chest and was believed, but was believed to be a the first to die. The hell did they ricochet off of? Other people. You know how that, that, that they were shooting... Uh, lead balls, so there was no accuracy to them. No, and most of, you know most of the time during even during the war, uh, they would hold their gun up, go to pull a trigger, and turn their face, so that the uh, the flash one the flash one would would get them. Hmm. So a lot of times, you know, if you're driving and you look to the the right, your car has a tendency to veer to the right. Mm -hmm. The same thing with shooting, I would think. If you look to oh, the right, you're, you're gonna you're gonna pull yourself. It's just it's just your natural tendency. Yeah. So who knows what it bounced Bull, off? Of. Bounced off a jug of wine. 
<laughs> hobos jug of wine <clears throat> killed him and this poor guy. Hey, who took my wine? <laughs> yeah, dirty sons of bitches. And that's the real <clears throat> reason the revolution started. <laughs> uh, the autopsy was done, and he was. They, they found that he was felled by two bullets to his chest, one of them goring the right lobe of the lungs and a great part of the liver most horribly. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fuck this guy up. Atuk's body was carried to... No, I'm not going to try that one. Nathan? Fen- I don't even know where are Fen-Nul we. Hall. Fen-Nul Hall. Fen-Nul Hall. Okay. Fen-Nul? Yeah, Fenuel. Uh, we're at Laden State until Tuesday, March 8th. Excuse me. When he and the other victims were buried in a the same gravesite in Boston, Granry Berry Burying Ground. Okay. What if he can go? What if he still has a graves uh, gravesite? I think it's still there. I mean, for as much renown, I guess would be the word I'd use here. For as much renown as he has i i'm sure if the grave itself isn't there there's something marking it like what why isn't this guy they say he's hailed as a hero i've never heard of him why isn't he on a shirt or a flag or something or dollar bill i i would think because of the, the time he he was perceived as african-american and i mean you don't you don't get any more american than that like no i mean to me it didn't make a difference what color he was no yeah no you're 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 literally there standing up to the first to people, you know, you're not behind a keyboard, you know, it was the all trash. It was the ultimate take one for the team. He's, he's got a freaking, he's got a, what did you call it? A fucking piece of stick from a cord of wood. A, what was it? A cordwood stick. Yeah, cordwood like, stick. Yeah. It was cordwood stick. Yes. Cordwood <clears> stick. <throat> Threatening everyone. That he's going to jam it up their candy ass. <laughs> you don't get more American than that. <laughs> I'll jam this up your candy of ass. <laughs> so when he died, he was forty, approximately forty-seven years old. Nobody knows for sure. I don't think anybody knew how old they were back then, except for probably like people who had money because they could afford to have it printed in the paper, or documented. Well, I mean the church, but. Then again, his records weren't that well kept, obviously. Well, until they started doing a census, which was long after we became a country. Yeah. Uh, the immediate aftermath of the Boston Massacre. Bastin. It provoked outrage among colonists and was widely publicized, leading to further escalation. Man, you're really struggling. Okay, I know. I think, I think that's enough. No, it's not the beard. <laughs> I'm just, what, do you need one? <laughs> no, Escalation of anti-British sentiment. What's up, everybody? I'm Matt, the host of the Beard Laws Podcast, a podcast that has nothing to do with beards. A podcast where we aim to entertain and interact with our live viewers, but our listeners, they're like the quiet person that never talks sitting around the bonfire because the rest of the group is so entertaining, hilarious, wild, and a little bit dumb. So grab a drink, grab a snack, and let Beard Laws and the boys, Toby, Brandon, Logan, Zach, Richie, and our occasional special guest entertain you. We're live on the Beard Laws YouTube Thursdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and for every reason you want to see us and or our beards, check us out, thebeardlawspodcast.com. We're everywhere. 
face it, dating sucked in your 20s, gets worse in your 30s, and your 40s, forget it. It's a cesspool out there, and we're your flotation device. Join us weekly for saucy chat, ridiculous love gurus, and MILF-worthy fun to spice up your life. The MILF MILF and and Me Podcast. Podcast. Every Wednesday on your favorite pod platform. And the MILFandMePod.com. The MILF MILF and and Me Podcast. Uh, Captain Thomas Preston. Tommy Preston. Tommy Preston and his soldiers <laughs> were arrested and put on trial for murder. Uh, they were defended by John Adams. No shit. And Joshua Quincy. Joshua Quincy, both whom would later become pr- pr- <laughs> prominent American leaders. Uh, the trial concluded with six soldiers being acquitted. While two were found guilty of the lesser charge of manslaughter and branded on the thumb. The hell does that mean? They took a, a branding little... iron and they branded their thumb. What the hell's the point of that? I, uh, just that, to mark them. That was their punishment. They were marked men. It was like, give me your thumb, smack your patty, don't do it again. But that, that, that like the courts, I, I would think at that time, were controlled by. I can't think of a stupider punishment. If I'm remembering correctly from a history class, they were charged in a colonist in the colonies courts. And that's why it's so big that. um, Why am I blanking? So they weren't they weren't tried under the crown. Mm, I don't think the crown would have given a shit. No, I don't believe. Of course they they did. They were they were British soldiers. I'm not exactly no, I mean, sure. I'm not yeah, exactly see, sure who the judge was. The judge was presiding over the court, but I remember I, that it was a huge deal. That um, am I blanking on his John name? John Adams. John Adams. That's why it was such a huge deal that John Adams was his was, defense lawyer was defending him. Like people were outraged at him, but he made it a point that like mm. we're 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 angry because we're not being fairly treated. Well, what, what's John the point Adams, if we can't do the same? To wasn't them? John Adams like pretty much with the British in the beginning, and then he kind of took a not a back seat, but kind of just not turned on him, but was like, mm. well, I, here's I, the thing: did I just make that whole story up? No, no, I, I don't think you made mm-hmm. it up. I think uh, what had happened was now Temanasi. What had happened uh, during this time? The number of people who were against the crown who were against british rule were less than the number of people who didn't give a shit or were for it so uh, a lot of people like they 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 weren't as upset as just really didn't they could care less group. about it yeah and then um when <clears throat> when stuff like this would happen they would use it as propaganda to get everybody else juiced up yeah. Yeah, we're gonna wind everybody up with this. And and that's that's what happened here. So uh I don't know ex- the specifics with John Adams, but there was more than one John Adams too. Because it, uh the, the presidential uh, the Mount Washington, the presidential range mm-hmm. has more than one Adams as <clears throat> uh the name of the mountains 
Hmm. So it wasn't the president later on president John Adams. There was a John Adams president. I don't but know. If this it was, wasn't him. I don't know. I think it was. I, I'm pretty sure I'm not, it was. Him. I don't know. This dude was all over the place. And I remember that. Um, I think it was that Netflix series on John Adams that was like a week long or something. It was a mini series. That was really good. Now I was trying to pull information from that, but I don't really remember hardly any of it. I just remember him always like grabbing his teeth and he'd be like, oh. <laughs> Why do I? Have, that's the only thing I took out of the whole fucking thing was his, he had messed up teeth. <clears throat> so um, they branded him on the thumb, which I, again, I, I don't get. And they stood them side by side and they plucked one brow from their eyebrow. <gasps> one hair from the live eyebrow. Uh, <laughs> like, they took their ration of grog away from them for a day. Now that would be true punishment. In particular, he charged, I guess Adams charged a Tux with having undertaken to be a hero of the night and with having precipitated the conflict <clears throat> by his mad behavior. So he basically blamed the victim. Which, uh, Congratulations, lawyers. You have a long fucking line of blaming the victim. Yeah, this seems like this shit just continues to happen to the same day. The incidents deepened divisions between the American colonists and the British government contributed to growing unrest and calls for independence. So, like I said, they used it as propaganda to get everybody all ginned up. Fear sells, man. Yep. <clears throat> So, two years later, U.S. founding father Sam Adams and cousin of John Adams named the Boston Massacre. Named, he, he basically named it the Boston Massacre. It wasn't named till two years later. It wasn't called anything other than an incident in its time. Two years later, Sam Adams called it the Boston Massacre uh, to help ensure that it would never be forgotten. Paul Revere made a... Uh, Paul Revere made a copy from which prints were made and distributed. Oh, there's a picture of, uh, let me see if I can pull it up real quick. Yeah, because I think this picture. It, yeah, because it was it's more casted. Like painting, isn't it? It's painting too. Well, yeah, but it's, it was. It's a famous picture of, of, of the Boston Massacre. Yeah, it was casted in metal. I think I know what you're talking about. It was like <clears throat> casted in copper or bronze or something like that. We but still it was have. painted. Oh, I'm, I'm sure it was painted many a time over. See, I, I always thought there were more than five people killed. I thought they killed like upwards of in the 20s or 30s. <clears throat> there might have been like 20 or 30 there people he is. injured somehow. In, like, that doesn't look like a ricochet to me. Well, that looks like the, the it, it's an artist's interpretation of what gun. happened. Yeah, this is a dramatization. There's another picture. He came at me with a ladle. I had no choice but to defend myself. Ladle, 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 I made it out of clay. <laughs> See, there's another picture. Same thing, just a very different. But in this one, it doesn't show, like the other one shows it, what, what clearly looks like an African-American uh, person. On this one, it doesn't show any <clears throat> African-American people. The two people, this, this guy's got two holes in him. This guy's head's leaking. Right, but this would 
indicate that this was Christmas. Yeah. So, hmm. But they made prints of this and distributed them uh, and used it as propaganda. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's why they called it the massacre, even though it was numbers wise, it really was more of an incident than a massacre. But that's why they use that language to just stir people. Well, for five people to die at one time back then. Oh, true. True. That's a massacre. Especially if you consider a mass shooting today. We consider them unarmed, but come on, they had fucking sticks. Sticks and rocks and snowballs and ice. Snowballs. Like hobo with his jug of wine. Yeah. A hobo with an empty jug of wine. Where'd my wine go? <laughs> Who shot my wine? Uh, <laughs> uh, the Boston Massacre served as a powerful propaganda tool for the American patriots who used to feel anti-British sentiment and corner support with a growing movement. And, and they did. They, just, they used it. It kept ginning people up, ginning people up. They talk about it and talk about it and talk about it. Spread these pictures around and people get more and more pissed <clears> off <throat> and more and more people grew to hate the British because of it. But this was this was the ignition to what would ultimately be the Revolutionary War. Uh, the incident also highlighted the importance of a fair legal system and the right to trial by jury. I don't know if there's anything fair about that trial i mean i don't think so if the if the end of it was only two guys or three guys got convicted of a lesser charge and their punishment was we're going to brand your thumb i i mean to be fair to be fair of of course this is assuming that i'm remembering correctly well we all know how that can go sometimes but um to be fair, when the jury is other colonists, many of whom were either people who were just on the fence or anti-British at the time, the fact that they were able to get these guys off with so little of a punishment. It's obvious they were they were biased. Well, maybe, but still with how wild people biased, were. They were more on their side. Well, the, the they basically were saying that th- this whole thing was precipitated by Crispus and right. his his band of merry but it, stick wielders. It's it's the wooden their wooden uh, ladles. But now it looks to me that like, well, we can't let this go completely unpunished, so we're going to take you two guys. Sorry, and then we're going to brand your thumb. But I think like you you think about like. If one Don't. of your loved ones got shot in this massacre and all of them but two got off and the two that didn't get off got their thumbs branded. Well, yeah, it's like it's I'd like be a little pissed off about that. Fuck yeah, I would. I mean, uh, we brand your thumb, so uh now now you'll know not to shoot at arm our unarmed people. Like it's not any, I'm gonna look up and see what and the I branding mean, of the thumb means. Yeah. And I mean potentially even it could have they could have purposely let them get off so lightly to even rifle people up even more. So I want to know for sure if and I, I 
remiss for not researching this deeper if it was a British court or if it was a colony court. I, like I said, I mean, you I said be, you thought it was a colony I, I'm court. Vividly remembering it being a colony court because there was there was just no way that they'd be able to get anything done quickly if they try to okay. assemble a fully British court. It's a pretty much, um, um, get out of jail free card. Okay. The branding of the thumb? Yeah. So they said it's convicts who successfully pleaded benefit of clergy and those found guilty of manslaughter instead of murder were branded on the thumb with a T for theft, F for felon, or M for murder since they would be unable to receive this benefit more than once. <clears throat> so don't do it again. Yeah, it's basically a slap on the wrist. Now, don't do this again. And if you do, I'll be very disappointed in you. So this is this has always been credited with the setting the stage for the, the signing of the Declaration of Independence in 1776 and the birth of the United States. Um, but I, I think it, whether he was African American or Indian or uh, of of mixed origin, I don't care. Uh, he should be remembered in American history as as an important figure. Absolutely. Somebody who was not scared to to stand up to the British and and you know fight for freedom. Yeah, no, because I mean. That would have been treason. And when, when obviously when he was going and going up against the soldiers and everything, like there were more people who didn't care or liked the British than those who didn't. Like there was no getting out of that for him, but he felt strongly enough about it that he didn't, he didn't care. But I look at this and it, this all stems back to either a British officer not paying his wig bill or a British officer being unfairly accused of not paying his wig bill. And I say, why the fuck were you wearing wigs? <laughs> you know, I did read a thing they said back in that day, a lot of like why women wore wigs because the lice was so bad. They would just shave their head. So they wouldn't have to deal with the lice and wear a wig. Mm. A That's wig. So gross. Probably full of lice. Ugh. Ugh. Well, yeah, you throw that wig out and go get another one and not pay for it and shoot shoot the guy for accusing you for... And then you can start the American Revolution. <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, like all these... The officers wore powdered wigs. Like the, the freaking judges and stuff. Even in, in uh, England now, they still... Yeah, so the, the judges still them. wear the powdered wigs. Put the powder wig on. Do they actually? I thought they didn't anymore. The lawyers do too. <laughs> the barista. The barrister. Barrister. The barista make coffee. Well, maybe he's both. He's like <laughs> he's a lawyer who makes he coffee. Comes in with a big box of that Duncan Duncan coffee. Ah, right, guys, who wants coffee? <laughs> You're guilty. <clears throat> so it, I don't know. This is uh is someone who should be remembered, and I mean, sadly, really isn't. And even in no, I did not recognize the name when John sent it to me, and and that's Nor sad because I. I like I. Like I you love should be history. Ashamed of yourself. I am ashamed of myself. American history. Yeah. But Revolutionary War history is not my forte. Uh World War II, Vietnam, and Korea is more what I, I have ever focused on. 
I loved American revolutionary history, and I used to have a friend who was a die-hard know-it-all for American revolution history. And if I still talk to him, I would have definitely asked him about this. I, I do love Revolutionary War history. I love Civil War history, too. That's why I like going down to Gettysburg. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think it's a shame that we're not taught as much about the Civil War as we are like anything else. Because that's a pretty big part of our country. I don't know. When I went to school, we were taught a lot about the Civil War. We, we were taught a little bit, but it was... I think we, we maybe it's just because we spent like six years going over American history, revolutionary history. I mean, <clears throat> and we had one or two maybe of Civil War history, maybe, maybe so just in comparison, maybe. But it just feels like in my memory, we talked about it very little. I think that was the same in my school. They did have when I was in high school, they did have classes that you can take that were more in depth. Like, yeah. Um, I think there was my buddy. He took a World War Two, World War One, Two class, and that teacher fucking absolutely hated me. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> we got into a couple of altercations. That's hard to believe. And <clears throat> I remember one time I was walking down the hallway, and I used to wear this patch on my camo pants, and it was a swastika crossed out. And he saw me, and he's like, "You take that off your pants right now!" And I said, "Why?" I said, "It's a crossed out swastika." I was like, "Are you a Nazi?" And he's like, get your front desk, take that off now. I'm like, you're a Nazi. You're a Nazi. <laughs> Getting drug away down the hallway. Nazi. <laughs> but you were uh, a big punk rocker. Yeah. I mean, I was I too. Tried. I didn't. I didn't fit the. You, you fit the description with the fucking spiked haircut and everything. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't have all that. Did I, I got to see if I can find my prom picture. Although I didn't go to prom, I I went in eleventh grade with my girlfriend at the time. I did not want to go. I'm like, I don't want anything to do with this. But I had a red mohawk, and then the sides of my hair were, I I bleached it so it looked like leopard print. <laughs> Dude, it was badass, man. I've seen that picture. I was like super thin. Your, your mohawk picture. Yeah. Yeah. Leopard print bleached hair. I I gotta see that now. Uh, it was more like blonde. It wasn't like white. It was blonde. So it looked, it looked like leopard print. Okay. So if you got, we used, I forget, it was this white powder shit you mix with water. It'll burn your fucking hair like hell. Yeah, it'll and, melt your hair. Yeah. And uh, what uh, you probably did this. I don't know. We used to take our, our jeans and we get just straight bleach. Yeah. And just like sprinkle the bleach all over your jeans and let them sit for a little bit and then wash them. And you'd have like classic 80s like what the what did they call that i don't want to just want to say they were like bleached pants uh what was it called uh not stonewashed mm, uh, no stonewashed has more of a these were like legit like you'd see like 80 hair 80s hair bands with the big white spots on their blue jeans but stonewashing was like that too <clears throat> i had a stonewashed uh jean jacket and it was like a very light blue with like not big patches of white, but there would be like streaks of white in it. Like, yeah. Yeah. So you can get, you can get some cool designs out of it. And then the bleach just tore the, it just deteriorated the fabric and then they'd be all full of holes within like 
a month. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, that's all the style. That's right. Hey, we were we were original. See, but I never did that because if I had bleached a pair of jeans my mom got me, I would have got my ass kicked. I used to have this shirt and I, I made it. My, we used to make our own shirts, like marker. We did screen printing. And I had the one, it said, I had a picture of a mustache and it said, Mustache Rides 10 Cents. <laughs> and I get it from that one movie with uh, what's his face? Um, you know, I don't know his actor's name. And uh, oh, the double douche from uh, Roadhouse. Oh, uh, Elliot. Elliot. Uh, uh, something Elliot. Yeah. Sam Elliot. Sam Elliot. And that's what he had in that show. He had a shirt that said mustache rides 10 cents. And everybody would make fun of me. You don't even have a mustache. I'm like, yeah, but it's funny. <laughs> yeah, duh. <laughs> it's called irony. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I have. I don't, I don't feel like we took this on. Just not a whole lot of information here, but I feel like he should kind of be like more. There's probably hundreds of people like this. Like that freaking oh, um yeah, that I showed my dad that that uh, fat electrician yeah on um McNeese uh Clash Cassius Clay oh yeah that was dude that was oh, good Cassius Clay yeah the the not the boxer just so you know he you was know, named man. after Cash uh, Muhammad oh, yeah Cassius Clay was named after this Cassius yes Clay. I I vaguely remember <clears throat> who you're talking about so the, well, that'd be actually a good topic yeah yeah. I don't think we could do it as good as he did, though. No, no. Uh, fat electrician, props to you, bro, because... Yeah, I one, he, he just sliced some motherfuckers open like Amazon packages. Dude, he, <laughs> he, he could tell a story. I love listening to him. I love listening. Yeah. Uh, I, I like the term baloney mist. Baloney mist, number one. Baloney <laughs> mist, number two. Remember that? Yes, baloney yeah. mist. When we were watching the... Uh, when the United States took out of... Uh, uh, half of uh yeah proportional response half of iran's uh navy yeah so that you're right i don't feel like we did this one justice did but there wasn't much information because no. they don't even know if this is the same guy crispus that was supposedly mr brown's slave It's so vague, both because it's really old history and also because people didn't, at that time, they didn't really care if you were colored, Indian, what they... Well, in the North, they didn't, like, as much. But there were still slaves in the North. Yeah. Then, um, especially. I'm not sure what that first part of the story has to do with this. Like, he was a runaway slave or he was a free man. Well, I was just giving background No, I know, but I'm just saying, like, I would think that if he was a runaway slave, he probably wasn't going to be front and center. Uh, but then again, does it matter? He was still the guy who stood up and was shot twice in the chest. Well, and I think that also just kind of says something like he very well probably is the guy responsible or at least kind of responsible for the revolution and everything about America and how they just kind of see, but sweep even everything about him under the rug, even to a lot of people in that time, uh, like he was a hero to the movement, but to regular people, he was a rabble rouser. And I think, too, uh, sad to say it is because he was mulatto, black, whatever. I'm like, well, we're not going to give him credit. It was kind of, kind of like, I do feel that, that that's true, absolutely. Yeah, well, which is fucking sad. It, you you, you <clears> look at 
throughout history, American history, and, and it's sad. Uh, you have like the Tuskegee Airmen, you have the, uh, the, the red tail, uh, fighter pilot, the red tail uh, squadron, that whole, um, I don't know what, what it was the army, but they built the whole Alcan highway. The, uh, uh, in the revolution, civil war, revolutionary war, you had the, uh, from the movie glory, that whole regiment of, Mm -hmm. of a black uh who was Americans. that one with matthew mcconaughey civil, or uh revolutionary war who who led that whole oh, free state of free state of jones free state of jones i love that movie i do too and i don't know how, how much how much of that's true but it's i think it's based on a true story yeah but again you know hollywood fucks everything up hollywood so we took on christmas a tooks at Tux. Still, still taking on the name. Yeah, still, still trying to. Uh, now you go take on the world. The Deluxe Edition Network, also known as The Den, is an incredible podcast network that offers a wide variety of entertaining and informative podcasts. With a lineup of shows covering various topics, such as interviews with a wide variety of guests, history, music, relationships, true crime, and so much more. The Den provides content that caters to a diverse range of interests. The hosts and guests on the Deluxe Edition Network demonstrate a deep passion and expertise in their respective fields, making each episode on each show engaging and thought-provoking. The network fosters a sense of community by encouraging listeners to interact through live chats, social media, and forums, creating an inclusive environment for discussion and sharing opinions. With its commitment to high-quality production, the shows in the Deluxe Edition Network continue to captivate and entertain its ever-growing audience. Whether you're a podcast enthusiast or someone looking to explore new topics, The Den is a fantastic platform to dive into and uncover fascinating insights from experts in their fields. The Deluxe Edition Network is the home of independent awesomeness. To find all these great podcasts in one convenient location, head over to DeluxeEditionNetwork.com. That's Deluxe Edition Network.com.